You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Keep your Bibles out here as we're in 1 Peter, and look with me, if you would, at verse number 10. The Bible says, As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. And God has given, and in this passage, he's talking about a gift. He's talking about our spiritual gifts. Uh, and with that, he wants us to be a good steward of that gift. But the reality is, as a steward, we are supposed to be, uh, we are supposed to be a steward of all of the manifold gifts of God, of all that God has entrusted us with and given to us. And so uh, this morning, we are going to continue the series, uh, The Interrogatives of Stewardship. And uh, as we talked about this last week, uh, interrogatives, it is a, it's a question. And when you ask the right questions, you can come up with the right answers. And when you have questions that are not answered, they just give confusion, and there is no way to come up with uh, the right premise. Uh, and so having, having a question is not a bad thing. Uh, but being able to answer those questions according to God's Word helps us to make sure that we are coming up with the right answer. And that's what our goal is here. So we, we looked at the, the what of stewardship, the uh, win of stewardship, and uh, this morning we are or this morning we're going to look at the win of stewardship. Uh, I'm I'm out of order here on my uh, on my message there. Uh, so this morning is the win of stewardship, and so let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Father, we are thankful for all that you have done, and uh, Lord, just the blessings that you have given to us, and help us as we endeavor to serve you and and honor you in our own lives, and bless now this time. Help us as we endeavor to look at uh, this area uh, of stewardship and help us, Lord, as we grow. So just teach us, help us to take away any uh, preconceived ideas about stewardship and, and just uh, to lower our guard and may you just uh, help us to, to grasp, grasp your plan about stewardship in our lives. So bless now, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. All right. Uh, there was a uh, steward uh, preparation. There was a pastor that was preaching a series of, uh, of messages, consecutive messages on Sundays about stewardship. And as he was doing so, uh, there was uh, uh, one of the members that uh, was, was uh, uh, listening to the messages and, and uh, they, this person went to, the, to another believer and, and looked at this other believer and said, I just can't wait for the pastor to get off of stewardship and go back to preaching the gospel. But you know what? Without stewardship, there is no gospel. There, there is no way to, to have uh, the spreading of the gospel without stewardship. And, and so uh, with that, the, uh, the response uh, that, that came back to the pastor, and the pastor said, I have never met a committed Christian who would make a statement like that. And you know, our view of stewardship uh, is a view of, uh, it's bigger than just our own life. And that's, that is something that we all have to, 
look at. So when, uh, when should I exhibit stewardship? So the when of stewardship, when do I uh, exhibit stewardship? Uh, when should I give of my time, my treasure, my talent? Uh, when should I be generous with my possessions, uh, my wealth, my substance? And so when we look at that, uh, let's go back to verse number 10. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God, so there's there is so much packed into these these verses, and we're gonna uh, it's gonna take us a little bit of time to to get through them. So when should uh, I be a good steward? So the when of stewardship. Uh, number one, uh, when are we to be a steward? Uh, let's look at that verse again. It says, "As every man hath received." So when should I be a steward? Number one, as we receive. You see, there are things that God is bringing into our life, and he brings it into our life, not just for us. He brings, aren't you glad that the, the, the individuals that were up here singing uh, for the specials this morning, aren't you glad that they didn't keep their talents to themselves? Aren't you glad that they are stewarding their talents uh, for the Lord's glory? You and I are blessed because of that, because they were a good steward of a gift that God has given to them. And, And you know what? Other people are blessed because of that. And in our lives, if we're not careful, we will receive things, but we will want to keep them for me and mine. Isn't that natural? Just think about it. You think about the kids. You put two kids in the nursery or two kids in the room and you put one toy. You know what? There's going to be problems. Why? Because human nature is, I want it. Uh, it's, it's for me. Uh, or maybe you have a child come over uh, to your house and your child is, uh, has all their toys there and another child wants to go and play with those toys. Uh, it doesn't matter what toy they were playing with before. They only want to play with the toy that the child that uh, is visiting wants to play with. Uh, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. You know, that is human nature. And you and I, We need to make sure that uh, as God's children, uh, we recognize that we have received. As we have received, that is when we are supposed to to be a a steward of what he has given to us. Uh, So what have we received? There have been so many things that we have received. Uh, We've received the gift of salvation. You know what? As you receive the gift of salvation, you know what you need to be doing? You need to be telling other people about the gift of salvation that you have received. as you receive, be a good steward of that. Share that with other people. Uh, as we have uh, received a spiritual gift, uh, what are we supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be using our spiritual gifts to help other people. As we receive, then we in turn are supposed to in turn uh, be a, uh, a uh, steward of that uh, and use it for for the Lord. So there is a giver of life and there are recipients of life. Uh, There is a provider and there are those that are provided for. And you and I, uh, as God gives, as we receive, we are to be a steward of all that we receive. He said, well, well, God didn't give me that. Uh, I earned that. Really? 
Well, somebody else gave that to me. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over shall men give unto your bosom. How does God give to us? Through others. How, how does he provide for us? He uses people. And you and I want to be the blessed individual, but you know what? When we receive, we get to turn around and be a blessing to somebody else. And that, that, is, that is that stewardship. Uh, when are we to be a steward? As we receive. As things come in, you and I uh, are supposed to be using that for the Lord. So as we uh, receive, we are to be a steward. When are we to be a steward? As we recognize. First, as we receive. Secondly, as we recognize. He said, he said in verse 10, as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. What's he saying? Now that you know what you received, now that's what you need to use. That's there has to be a recognition of it. And here we receive, and how often do we receive something because of God's graciousness, and we don't even recognize the giver. We don't even realize it, recognize that it was a gift. And, and here as we recognize, uh, last night we had, the, or Friday night we had the kids over, and we had a reveal uh, a reveal party. Is that what it's called? I'm sorry? No, we don't have gender reveals. We have baby reveals, all right? And so, uh, so they had the reveal party on whether it was going to be a little boy or a little girl. And, and, and so uh, everybody, uh, the family's all there, and they gave us these little, these little round event poppers. All right, and so uh, I was like, well, which one's which? They have pink and blue on, on all of them. Uh, and so anyway, it's like, no, they, they're all chosen at the box. And so uh, anyway, so everybody got one of these things, and uh, on three we all pulled, and, and all of the confetti came out, and it was pink or blue, one of the two. And uh, so there was this reveal, and, and it's, a, it's a boy. And so anyway, so we've got a little boy that we're getting ready to have, and, and so that's exciting. But, but here, uh, there was the recognition of that. You know, you and I, we have to recognize that we are a steward. You know, when we recognize that we're a steward, it sort of changes our perspective. It changes the perspective, is this just about me? You know what? As a steward of God's grace and God's blessings and God's provisions, I get to enjoy so much. You know, we look at stewardship as though the people that are stewards are broke and they're poor and they're beggars. That is not the case. God says, he that soweth uh, sparingly shall reap sparingly. He that soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. You know, the stewards that are the givers, it's amazing what they get. It's amazing. You know, I just, I have watched uh, David. He, he is, one of his gifts is he's a giver. And he, know, he doesn't work at he doesn't work at Les Schwab changing tires anymore. And 
There, there were a lot of jobs that he did for a while that just barely or it didn't even uh, meet, the, uh, meet the needs. Uh, but you know what? He just kept on being faithful. He is no longer in that same spot. So I'm wanting him to add a room on for Mrs. Brown and myself. Uh, but, but the reality is he's a giver. And you know what you see? And you see that across the board. You see how God blesses. You see people that are blessed and you look at them and say, well, they just give because they have so much. No, they have so much because they give. They sow and because of their sowing, God blesses them. Uh, they are sowing and they are putting it out and God just brings it back and the, the blessings come. So as we recognize, we have to look around and say, you know what, uh, there are blessings that God has for us. I remember when Mrs. Brown and I got married, uh, we, were just, we were just kids. Uh, I, I was working two jobs, and, uh, and so it was, uh, it was, it was tight, uh, and, and I, was working, I was working one job, and there was a, uh, I was wanting, we were wanting to get married, and I was like, I can't get married on 335 an hour. Anybody else agree with that? But there was a promotion that I needed to get that the next promotion was 550 an hour. Well, that next promotion, there were 19 people in front of me. And it was a union shop. And I heard somebody say, tithe on what you want to make. And I don't know, God is not obligated to give us anything. But I said, okay, well, I need that promotion. And I started tithing on that other rate. When the promotion opened up, I got the job. You know what? In a union shop, that doesn't happen. There's union stewards that get called in. And there were people that got fired over that because I got the promotion, but I kept the promotion. You say, well, how did that happen? God. God. You know, they that sow sparingly shall reap also sparingly. Maybe the, the idea, the recognition, well, I can't because I don't have. Maybe it's because we are sparing. Maybe our, in our sparingness, because we are fearful, because we are not acting in faith. And if we are not acting, if we are acting in fear, we are not acting in faith. Amen. And there has to be that recognition. So recognition, what's that recognition? That God has blessed me. That God is a blessing God. God is a God who blesses. And as we recognize, uh, there, uh, th that is when we are to give. Uh, so, uh, so Arabella, I, she sort of comes into a lot of our, my thoughts here. Uh, but uh, you know what? She was over at the house. And if that little girl wants anything, Papa's ready to supply. She has me on this finger, this finger, this finger, this finger. You know, we have a heavenly father who loves us far more. He loves us far more than what we could even imagine. And, and we have to recognize, uh, uh, we, we have been taught to recognize what we've been given. 
but do we recognize it in our, our own lives? We have to be uh, taught how to show that gratitude. Uh, so uh, who was generous? Who gave to us? Uh, God gave to us. And in turn, we turn around and use that for others. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Uh, what is that? That sowing and reaping. And God says, you give, and what you give is coming back. He said, well, pastor, uh, I just don't have money, so I will, give, I will give love. Praise the Lord. And you know what? You give love, you're going to get love. He said, well, uh, I, but I don't want to give, I don't want to give of my resources because I don't have any resources or I have very minimal resources. Well, if you don't give it, you won't get it. So if I refrain from sowing in that area, I will not reap in that area. So I could give kindness, and I'll get kindness back, but there's other areas in life. And with, with, our, with our possessions, with our, with our, our substance, uh, it is giving uh, what God God says give and it, whatever it is that we give is what uh, God gives back. So how do we, or when do we give? Uh, uh, first, as we receive. Secondly, as we recognize. Thirdly, as we have opportunity. As we have opportunity. Uh, Galatians 6.10, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Uh, and in the previous verses here in Galatians 6, we find that we are not to be condemning uh, in verse number one and two. Uh, he said here, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burden, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So here, uh, he teaches us not to be condemning. Uh, he teaches us in verse 3, not to be condescending. For if a man think himself to be, some, uh, uh, to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. So there shouldn't be, uh, there shouldn't be that, uh, that uh, condemning, there shouldn't be that condescending. But what we do see we should be, uh, we should be uh, compassionate. Uh, we should be compassionate. Verse number six in Galatians 6. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Now, when we read this passage of scripture, you put in context, he is talking about, he said, them that are taught, uh, that heareth here. So uh, he said, let him that is taught uh, communicate unto him that teacheth. Uh, what is he talking about here? Uh, he is talking about uh, if you are on the receiving side, you are in turn uh, to give to the person that gave to you. Uh, and this is, this is literally talking about a ministry environment. In the Old Testament, God talked about the tithe, and the tithe, it would go, uh, and the tithe, it went in to provide uh, not just for the, the needs of the tabernacle and the house of God, it also went to the, the Levites. They lived of the tithe. So here he is talking about the offerings of the Christians. He's saying when you communicate, he is talking about blessing. He is talking about a gift. And so that communicate or share unto him that teacheth in all good things. Uh, so so here the, the teacher, the preacher, if you would, is receiving. So here he teaches and, and preaches 
preaches, and then there is to be uh, that giving uh, back to them. So there's that, uh, that, uh, that need that is felt, uh, met. Uh, he said, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So here he's going through, and he shows on, uh, on uh, restoring, he shows on teaching, he shows on giving, and he says, don't get tired of it. He said, these things are good. He said, and don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You know, when we look at these, this almond orchard that's over here just to the, the south of us, it was just, what, four years ago? I think about four years ago that it was just a field. And they came out here with a big D, I think it was a 10 or D11 uh, uh, tractor. And it had these six and seven foot rippers. And that thing, would, that ran back and forth 24 hours, they did not shut that thing down. They had different guys that would jump in. It just kept on running. Two weeks solid. There was a, uh, I mean, it just didn't stop. It just resonated in the whole area. And they were breaking all of that up and all of the work. You know what? They did all of that work, all of that preparation. But you look over there right now, they're getting ready to reap. I mean, this last year we had blossoms, and there were, I'm sure that there was some fruit, but I'm telling you, this year, uh, looking over there, if there isn't a storm that's coming and something that's going to destroy that flock, that crop, uh, there is a, there's a harvest that's getting ready to come. And you know what? You and I, we may be sowing, and we may be uh, doing good, and we may be giving, and we may be sharing and communicating. Uh, there's coming a time of reaping. God promises that. And that is a, that's a principle uh, that he gives to us. So Paul here, verse number six, that word communicate or share. So he and others had, Paul had taught the believers in Galatia, and now there was a need. Now there was a necessity, uh, and now there was an opportunity for them to be able to be a blessing back. And that's where that opportunity turns into an occasion in our life where now I do something with what I'm able to do. You know, God doesn't expect us to do what we can't. God just expects us to do what we can. Isn't that pretty gracious? His, his expectation of us isn't beyond what we're able to do. These poor guys up here working out here on this building. The uh, expectation, all right, guys, you should be able to get this knocked out in about 30 minutes. <laughs> you know, God doesn't have those kinds of unrealistic expectations. God has an expectation not of what we can't, but of what we can. 
And here he gives us opportunities. Philippians 4, uh, verse 10 to 19, the Bible says, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now, at the last, your care of me hath flourished again. Uh, he's saying, listen, he says, now uh, there's needs again. And you know what I'm finding? God's people had opportunity, and now they are doing something about it. Wherein you were careful but you lacked opportunity. But now, uh, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere. And in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me, uh, me notwithstanding ye have done well that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus of the things which were sent from you an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable. What are those last two words or three words? Well, pleasing to God. Well, pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Uh, what do we find here? We find the apostle Paul, and he, here he was. He was in the ministry. He was on the mission field. He was, he was going church to church and establishing works. And you know what? God's people saw they had opportunity, and he said that there were times when they could not. Uh, they did not have that opportunity. But when they did have the ability, when they did have the opportunity, Opportunity, they in turn gave. And that giving was not to Paul. That giving was to God. And that giving was as they had opportunity. Now, our giving and our giving to God, it ought to represent what God would want. It ought to be in alignment with, with what the Lord's plan was. You see, as opportunities arise, we are to be generous. Uh, the, the promises of Philippians 4.19 are to those who are generous and givers. You say, well, pastor, I, 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 don't, I don't have enough, and, and I, I'm praying that God will supply all my need, but I can't give to God. Well, if you rob God, God's not going to give to you. And the promises of Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory, they were, that promise was not to everybody. That promise was to a group of givers. That promise was to those who, who were giving back uh, to the, the, the needs of, of a ministry, the needs of a believer. So the principles of sowing and reaping, they are laws of nature, uh, physical, spiritual. Uh, so Galatians 6, 7, he said, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Uh, and so uh, when he says, you're going to reap what you sow, he's, he said, 
If you sow to the flesh, then you're going to reap the flesh. If you sow to the Spirit, you're going to receive uh, that which is spiritual. And, and so uh, that sowing and reaping is there. So the win of stewardship is when we have opportunity. So, Pastor, when is there not an opportunity? Bingo. There's always an opportunity. Why? Because God's always good. And God's always giving. And God blesses. And if you're a child of God and the Spirit of God lives within you, you know what he's going to do? He's going to impress you to do something that's going to have eternal benefits and not just temporal benefits. Why? Because that's why he sent his son to this world. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So here we look at the mission, and we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Uh, but when we look at the mission, we see that there is, there is opportunities everywhere. Think about our community. Where, where are there not opportunities to, be a, to show love and care to other people? I mean, you drive into Walmart, and there are people everywhere. You go down and you drive past the, the river. There are need, there's needs everywhere. But you don't even have to go that far. You look around within the household of God and you see needs. And you and I ought to be somebody that we just let the Lord bring opportunities to our mind. Lord, what can I do for you? What can, how can I be a help? You see, when we have, therefore, opportunity, the tithes, the offerings, the giving back to God, 1 Corinthians 6, or 16, 1 and 2. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have uh, given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye upon the first day of the week, uh, let every one of you lay him uh, by him in store as God hath prospered him that there be no gatherings when I come. So the example of Old Testament offerings uh, were upon the, the, uh, the assembly of the believer. There was an example that was given to us. Uh, Old Testament Sabbath, you see the offerings coming. The, the sacrifices, you saw all the offerings coming and being given. Uh, in the New Testament, we had the temple and we had the uh, the first day of the week, uh, but generosity, that sowing, that reaping, that giving, uh, there was an example of it. The, the, the giving, the caring, the sharing. So the win of stewardship as we have opportunity. You know what? So if, if you have no income, then there is no opportunity. The offering plate comes by or you walk past the offering box and there was, there was no, no income, there is not an expectation of an offering. But as God does bless us and give to us, there's opportunity. 
And you and I, we've just got to look into our own lives. The opportunities that God gives me to support his work, the opportunities that God gives me to support uh, uh, and be a blessing to other people, uh, these are all opportunities to where my stewardship, I'm managing not what I don't have, I am managing what I do have. And as I have opportunity, now I have the ability to do something. But the ability doesn't make the difference. The action makes the difference. The attitude doesn't make the difference. Well, you know, I've got a giving heart. But if there's nothing ever given, the giving heart doesn't do anything. Well, I really care about this, but I'm not going to do anything about it. There is not that care. See, the action has to surpass the attitude. And, and here, when it comes to uh, our stewardship, you and I are the stewardship of not what somebody else has. We, we're the steward of what God has given to us, our life. And as we properly, as we are a steward of what, good steward of what God has given to us, what we find is God increases our stewardship. I was just reading this morning uh, in Luke, and it talked about uh, the, the good steward. And the good stewards, uh, God, as a good steward, uh, God made him ruler over many. Why was that? Because he was a good steward. What was it? His stewardship increased. Good stewardship gives more opportunity. And here, you and I, the win of stewardship is as we have opportunity. We have, as we have received, as we recognize, and then as we have opportunity, that's when I'm supposed to be a good steward of what God has entrusted me with. And so I don't know exactly what God has entrusted each and every one of us with, but I do know that he has blessed every one of us. Are we being a good steward? Father, I pray that you'd help us as we look at this area uh, through this month uh, of stewardship. Help us, Lord, to just realize that uh, you have a plan and your plan works. And and Lord, help us to just have a heart to where we would want to uh, be the steward you'd want us to be. And so help us uh, to be the steward. Help us to put you to the test. And, And Lord, may we get to enjoy the blessings that come from good stewardship. And so I pray that you just watch over each of our people this morning, heads bowed, eyes closed. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? Do you, do you know that if you died right now, you'd go to heaven? The greatest opportunity that any of us have is to become a child of God. And if you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, all of this on stewardship Though it is helpful and it is informative, if you're not a child of God, that's the foundation. That's where we've got to start. You say, Pastor, I do know the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I know if I died right now, I'm going to go to heaven. Nobody's looking around, but just as a testimony to the Lord, just slip your hand up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All over the auditorium, you can put your hand down. You're here this morning, you say, Pastor... I'm not sure, or I'm sure I'm not. 
And I know I, I, I want to have that assurance. I, I wish I could know. I don't have that confidence. Say, Pastor, pray for me. I won't come back to you. I won't embarrass you, but I'll pray for you this morning. Is there anybody here like that this morning? I'm not sure if I died right now, I'd go to heaven, but I'm concerned about it. All right, how about it, child of God? Are we, are we being the steward that the Lord would want us to be? The win of stewardship as we have opportunity. They say, Pastor, the Lord put his finger on something in my life this morning that I need to deal with. Nobody's looking around. Just uh, slip your hand up this morning. Say, Pastor, the Lord put his finger on something in my life this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, I pray that you'd help all of us, Lord, as we look into our lives. Help us, Lord, to be the steward you'd want us to be. Help us not to just take in information. Help it, Lord, to affect and impact our lives. We'll continue in a short time of prayer and invitation. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.